Hey everyone, Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live doing this episode of the Midweek Podcast at the 7 Mini Major East-West Championship down in Freestone, Texas. Uh, it's been a great weekend so far. You know, a lot of rain in the first few days. The track prep has been immaculate, though. This looks like a fun, fun place to ride. But while I was out here running around, uh, I looked up and my friend Jordan Post that I see every weekend at the races was here uh, working with Verb Moto, one of his many jobs that he does through the year. So Jordan, what uh, what brought you over here? Because I know you're a Texas local, so how's the weekend? Oh yeah, anytime I get to come to Freestone, it's uh, if I'm here and if I'm wanting you know, to be in the nice and cold, I feel like I come here and it's always freezing. But I, I absolutely love Freestone. And then I'm here with Verb, and anytime I can just like get any type of photos of kids going for it, going for it. Yeah, that's gonna, that's pretty much gonna seal the deal right there. Okay, so you're a Texas guy through and through. I like what you said to me earlier that you're from Austin and how you look in Austin is normal, but then when we see you at the races, you're one of one, dude. That's, and oh, I think that you. that's like your claim to fame and that's what's made it so fun to get to know you these last three, four years. So yeah, Austin guy born, you know, born and raised, are you no. transplant, what's, what's the no, story? No, this is the first time ever we'll talk about this. So uh, I was born in Mission Hills, California. Oh, so you were right in it, and then you left. Yep, and then I was like, hey, man, I'm out of here. And I was like, I thought I was a, I thought I wanted to be a nomad, and it was just me in Texas by myself. And then as I'm getting a little bit more into the moto community, uh, you know, over a half decade now of heavy with like these parents, with these kids, everybody, you start learning a lot about family, and you start learning a lot more about community. And then when you, it makes you just kind of like, miss yours and then so i don't know i guess it's all just working its way out but yeah so then why did you pick here uh to leave california and then come to the center of texas it was it was so like outlaw sounding to me you know people had guns and people were going it seemed like it was just the scariest thing in the world and i was like dang i want me some of that and so i just one day just left california and came out here and I've been here for like 12 years. And I, I, I breathe, I live like a Texan. I breathe like a Texan. I have values like a Texan. Um, I just absolutely believe in everything that Texas is. Yeah, through and through. Okay, were you a moto guy before you got here or were you a moto guy after hanging around and seeing it for a little bit? Cause you said five years in, half decade of core and especially in Texas moto where it is very core. So how did you break into this down here and what got you into dirt bikes in the first place? Man, so what got me in was my family, my mom. They, my mom and my uncle were extremely huge in dirt bikes and they were always racing and doing stuff. and. That's when it got in, and then I started riding when I was five, and I had an MR50, a little Honda, and it was from the 70s, so I had a three-speed, and I remember one night, we were like, you're gonna go race, and I was like, okay, we're doing it, we're doing it, and we went, and I wasn't allowed to race because everyone was also on peewees. Oh, and, so and you had like, a transmission. Yeah, so then I was like, I guess I'm done. <laughs> so I like, shelved it forever. And then, <clears throat> it's a, believe it or not, Moto's uh, been a huge coping thing. Like it's helped me uh, heal with a lot because it was my mom and when my mom died, you know, I didn't go see her on her deathbed or anything and I was well aware that it was happening. Never talked about it, never did anything about it. And then Moto, it's like when you go to Supercross and like the first track I went to was Bucks Creek with my mom. And that was the first nationals I went to. What year was that? Oh man, that had to be like, it had, I don't even know. Like I don't how know. big of a guy are you? 
little I, was, guy. I can tell you this it was raining and Travis Pastrana was there and um, oh my gosh everybody was there at that time Bubba was there everybody was there but it was like everyone was so intense and so this must have been like what two, 2000 like flat no nah, probably like two, oh, three or four maybe yeah 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 wow well, yeah, but I mean, come on now. Once you start saying like this, this, this guy, like then, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Now then you remember who's there. Yeah. I got a Larry Ward jersey. Oh, that's sick. You got a Big Bird jersey. Yeah. Hell yeah. It a was, jersey? Like it was a brand new crispy jersey and he signed it and gave it to me and everything. And like that lived in my on my wall. And like Moto's been a passion passion that I've known to talk about. Okay, so then, you know, as I said a minute ago, I've seen you around forever. And yes. so it's really... Why I want to talk to you so much is how you broke in to what you're doing right now. Because, you know, as we talk so many times, and there's so many people that want to do this job, because it is a lot of fun. It's exactly what you said. It is probably the biggest coping mechanism. Uh, Yeah, it does keep your mind busy, but it's a passion, you know, and you get to pursue it and all the things that come with it. Um, There's a lot of people that want to do it, but there's very few people that get to make that a reality. How did you make it a reality? Because you came from the literal ground up these last four years. Yes, I uh, got to fill an application out and went to Feld with Supercross and my very first day was going to Anaheim a December 27th 2018 as track crew and went there and I started everything every single thing and that's where I saw you for the first time met you at Mercedes-Benz Stadium 2019 that was right after I was freshly fired, and I was working for Mathis that weekend. Yeah. What? Yeah, that was when we lost Transworld was uh, in San Diego of 19, and so then because the Swap Moto Live thing hadn't really like gotten going yeah. yet, uh, Mathis wasn't gonna go to Atlanta, so I went to Atlanta on behalf of him and Racer X, and then like, yeah. So I didn't I didn't realize that was the first time that we had met, but thanks for pointing that out, because dude, I've seen you so many times by now. And yeah. They're all blur. It was it was fun working track crew because like you're in that helmet. Yeah. And you're like watching everything. So you're seeing like, it's like as if it was on TV, then they get to just have this view, but then you get to watch everyone that does each job. And that's one thing I think that track crew doesn't get credit for is, track crew, I think are the smartest people. I think it's just, it's marketed differently on like reputation wise, but the track crew is the smartest, like the hardest working manual labor people that there is. Oh, you guys, bar none, are the hardest working crew. And then when, because I, dude, I watch it. Like, I, when I leave the stadium at midnight, one o'clock in the morning, you guys are just getting into it. You know, yeah. you're going to be there another five hours maybe. And then if you have a seven o'clock flight, you might go catch that seven o'clock flight as soon as you guys get done. Yeah. And that's after you ran around all day, resetting tough blocks and making sure riders don't get impaled by other riders and all these things. Like, it is a nonstop grind. And, and you know, I did this interview with Alec last year and, that blew me away how much you guys do the fact that you guys are just fucking energy like just constant it blows me away that you are all that way and i never really hear a lot of grumbling like i'm sure it gets very tedious and all that but you guys just do it you know and it always looks good you know and it's a lot of parts and pieces so for the people that are listening what's a typical what's a typical week like for you when you're working on the track room Oh my gosh! So we uh, we'll go to outdoor nationals because that's a I think my bread and butter and I absolutely okay. love. And the crew on there, one you, everyone has to jive, and I think I was definitely the oddball out hands down easily. 
but like everyone has to be a team player and have to just like have a reason why you want to be there and mine was just honestly just passion for the whole thing but when you get there you get there on Wednesday and you set up the arches you set up everything that is like can't get stolen Thursday you come in and you set up <laughs> all the media stuff Friday is it's already going and then from there it's like you're just getting all the odds and ends out and Saturday Man, you're, you've never worked so hard in your life to keep making sure that every sponsor is being shown. Like every single placement of everything has already been thought out, has already been placed, has already been thought about. And it's all like, Alec is such a wonderful asset to, I think, fell to everybody, to any, anyone who gets to work with that guy. That guy has such a good motto because he truly does got this. And like, he proves it I think him and who else like there's Cal Robinson I think he's a complete leader when it comes to like the track track crew the whole thing like I just think they're smart guys who know who understand the the industry and understand like the importance of it so you know there's been a lot of guys that have been in the position right now Jim Perry is the boss of you guys pretty much right like he's the one in your ear and the headset all the time i remember when phil was doing it a few years ago phil was great but the thing that i've been talking to the people that are a little bit maybe above you guys is just how psyched they are on the crew that they have right now because it's always a learning process you know and as you said right when you started they got to jive as soon as they meet. There can the not second, really yeah. be this like weird, awkward filling out thing. Like, yeah, that's going to happen when you guys are together as much as you are. But um, the crew that's together right now, everybody knows what they're doing. They fire everything off. Everything yes. always looks good. And yes. because they've done it for a few years, like you said, they know where it goes. There's no guessing games anymore. Yep, exactly. And the track crew, like, <clears throat> I think that everyone who wants to be a like media and you don't have like a school you don't have like a background you don't have anything I think you need you have to go track crew it, like an entry level thing like if you have no experience nothing well then you need to learn how to like take care of it from the inside out because like when you get there on Wednesday you learn every single step and I been I was fortunate enough to like get serious with it in 2021 and that's when I was able to do work for a company, Moto Playground, mm -hmm. at the exact same time of doing track crew. And I had to have like 600 pictures completely edited from Saturday night to Sunday morning by 5 a.m. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, dude, I, fuck that, dude, I've, I don't, like, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know how you've done it because there are times that I'm like getting on my flight on Sunday morning and I'm like thinking I'm worked. And then I'm like, oh, Post just put up like 200 words and he just put up 10 photos and they're all way different than the one before it was like how the fuck did he do this that's amazing and it's it's it blows me away but then you know to go back to the track crew thing and on all of it um you guys spend so much time together you know for people that don't really really know you guys were pretty much in the van driving to everything hell you drove one whole summer right yes sir uh <laughs> Those guys, my I will give them a envious credibility. They can mesh together extremely well. And motocross taught me how to like people. And so I can't have it all down in the first like half decade. Uh, watching their camaraderie and watching just how they work with each other and everything. It's it's taught me from a third third party perspective, I feel, because I'm that person that's like, I can do it on my own. I don't need anybody's help. And then when you do need somebody's help, 
I'm I've been very fortunate that I've been able to do track crew uh, because it's 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 needed. It's needed. The uh, you I, I really do agree with what you said. Like for people that don't know, and it, this is one thing that really really bums me out when I see the criticism that gets directed towards the sport, uh, just especially like what people see on a Saturday. And I understand we're like people are going to make it easy you know if you can just like fire off a quick complaint like do it but if you don't know these guys have been there since wednesday and they've been 12 hour days to do all of easy. this stuff and it's 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 everything it's it's not just hey we built the track no you put up all of the finish line structures i heard that you guys had the podium at chicago built in one spot and they're like oh no not there and then you had to completely disassemble it and then move it another like 100 yards and then it comes with, uh, oh, now we got to wash all of the tough block covers from last week and then make sure everything's clean. Like, it is a never-ending job. Very, very much so. What's cool is that I would love to actually, if we can talk about Chicagoland. I think that was the coolest SMX round, hands down. As soon as you start seeing the little markers start to come up and the tough blocks start to change and you hit that rhythm and it comes to that straightaway and then like there's the outdoor arch. Like as soon as you pop into that, boom, 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 they go up that wall and like do all that. Like the way SMX did Chicago, I think should be like a like that's the template we do it yeah i think so too because as we've talked about you know especially 450s that are just too overbuilt for the stadiums for a 52 second lap time you know like a football field is huge but dude when you can tap that thing out in fifth year like they did in chicago it's a whole different story like even the outdoor national tracks are cool but the fact that it was flat grass that was yeah. just ripped they just you know went and peeled it and it was as fast as you could see guys go was bitching and isn't that old moto right there i mean those like go kind of flat track that gives a the optimistic view of what could actually happen on that straightaway changes everything and when they were doing two strokes like it was more straightaway there wasn't so many rhythm sections wasn't so many jumps and to see that at chicago was one of the coolest most unique like experiences of my life and that that was just and we didn't we did not we did not have to move anything oh you didn't okay no that's all rumors okay okay you know how that happens uh-huh, uh-huh. uh so uh, you know i've heard things about myself that i was like whoa that's crazy <laughs> i've heard things about myself so yeah I get it. so so i was like dude i sound horrific uh but no we didn't have to move anything we came in uh john Ayers jr he knows he's one thing he's actually insanely good at is like going up and finding out like what needs to actually be done because what people think is like it goes all over the place and it, it seems like it's chaos no it's it's what you just went through where there's so many rumors we got told what to do mm-hmm. but there's a hundred other people that are like hey you know this is what they did and then you turn around and you're like what happened yeah yeah so now Okay, so then going back to 2018, when you fit, send this um, working application into Felt, what's the process like on that? How did you even find it? What made you want to do it? And then when you get told, like, hey, yeah, be in Southern California on this day and get ready to start working two days after Christmas. So my, uh, my stepdad is actually the one. He worked for Kawasaki Corporate down in South, Southern California at the time. And my stepbrother who I didn't know at the time, actually filled out the application too. And he hit me up and he was like, hey, like there's an opportunity. You just have to hit up this guy, Bill Harris. Like you need to fill out an application and go through it. And my stepbrother, like Will's 
Yeah. And then, yeah. Hold the mic. Hold the mic straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you're good. Just hold it. <laughs> no, you're good. It's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do want to talk about that in a bit, but okay. So then, you know, yeah, you do that first one. Was that a rain race? No. Anaheim? Anaheim. In 2019? Yeah. Had to have been. All I remember is rain. At least oh, setting you know, up. Like, yeah, you are right. Yeah, because it was super soft everywhere. Oh, my gosh. And, like, yeah. Oh, that's... In 2019 is when San Diego... The, the lime. The lime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, so you really... Yeah, so you've seen... Uh, okay. As someone that when you first fill out that application and you're like, oh, I'm going to go do this, the position that you're in and the things that you know, you're probably way, way more in the know than certain people that this is their job to know everything. Facts. Yeah. And that's why I think track crew is a much more needed credited spot because you're learning the underbelly. And when people can articulate what that means, that's a pretty cool place to be in. And I think Alec knows that. Uh, Cal knows that. Justin knows that. I know that. Just like guys that have worked this thing for a few years now that are now like uppers at, at Feld. I, I think that there's, you know, merging them together and keeping a track crew that can like molt to both would be smart. Just getting us all working on the same exact like Plane. level. Yeah. Yes. Um, there was, was high point this year. Uh, they didn't do press day because it had rained. And so you guys didn't get to finish doing the stakes and all the banners and stuff like that. But then I walked the whole track just to like go walk it in the afternoon. And there you are with the camera over your shoulder and then you're setting stakes and you're doing everything. So, like, what what is that grind like when it, between the Nationals to Supercross? Because they are completely different things. Yeah, they are. And I think the Nationals, it demands a, a different version of you. Completely different version of you because the crew gets so much smaller. And you pretty much have to, like, what you put out there is, is what you put out there. And when you watch it on TV, when you are watching it in the off season and you're just looking it up on YouTube, like that's your repeater, that's your banners, that's your, like, you screwed up or you did it right. And I'm really big on that. And I think, and that's all, I think the outdoors is just built differently. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about the Supercross that I always am really, not interested in but I mean I'm just like always aware of is okay all the banners that are along the wall that drop down that line the whole perimeter of the track and how important those are and where we have to stand at the seam to not block the sponsors but it's hundreds of banners that you guys put up and then take down and then the other thing that I've learned over the years is it's the same banners every single time literally it's the same banners you guys put them up and then you clean them and then you take them back down and then when you take them to the next track you put them up and you clean them again yes sir so it's not like this big tear-off procedure of like oh dude it's just vinyl like we'll get another one the carts everything that gets loaded up into those trucks all of the shipping containers it's a very very intricate puzzle piece that all gets yes. together every saturday and, and bill harris i think is the mastermind behind all of that i i absolutely loved working with him when i was part of like his crew and all that and i think uh they the way that their trailers and everything the way that they run all of that i think in the outdoors could, could learn a little bit from that and i think that they could just jive really well together really well okay 
the cohesion of the group, I mean, that's a big deal because I think that's like the ninth time we've said it, but it's true because even as you said before, like, you know, you're a little bit of an outlier and there is one summer that you mad dogged it and drove yourself to everything yes. instead of being in the van. And so like, yes, you know, it's, it's part of figuring it all out through that. And especially when it's young guys that are in their twenties or thirties, but when it is all working really well, I like that everyone, um, goes and finds something to do. You know, I like the the swimming hole adventures. If you're in a city, you go see the city. If there's a landmark that's a 15 minute stop out of the way, everybody goes to it. Skate park stuff, the bicycles, like all of it that you guys do, it seems like never ending summer camp. It does and it is. I have seen this entire country because of motocross. Probably like five times by now. I've won. I've won. Like whoever thinks that like, if there's ever anybody who's like, oh, this, that, and the other track crew, I've seen Niagara Falls more times than I can count. I've seen the uh, what it, the Mount Rushmore. I've been to South Dakota more times. I've been to all these places where it got to a point where, and I know you can relate, where you start seeing people going to work at the airport mm-hmm. and you seeing them like, wait, I'm starting to see this guy on a regular. And it's like, what a unique, cool position. I This whole country, this whole country, I used to be so scared of what was out there and like how this whole country is being ran. And motocross has given me an opportunity to absolutely see what it really is like. And so in a way, I've noticed how beautiful this whole thing is through the eyes of just motocross. Yeah. And it's fun to go to so many different places because I think, I think I've told you this before, the juxtaposition from Colorado for the third national to high point the next weekend in every way it's completely different it's the same highway that connects both of them it's interstate 70 and then you get off you know when you get closer to West Virginia they couldn't be any more different and it's tens of thousands of people interested in the same thing seven days apart from a completely different group of people that are into the same thing and are going to see the same thing yeah it's completely different and to like always shift your mind and I don't think people realize when you're getting when you're at Thunder Valley and you're there on a Wednesday and you were just at Hangtown Mm -hmm. people don't realize that elevation of working that elevation that you go through to just like the physical elevation of putting that repeater so high up in the air like you are gone you're gone your body and then you're just working that manual labor every single week in a whole different place easiest one the best one though is southwick i just want to give a little credit on that oh yeah because it's tight it's confined oh my gosh. There, it is a little the sand is probably easier to hammer everything into oh my too. gosh yeah <laughs> southwick is a dream even when it rains it's hot rain yeah oh my god the, the uh, Bud's Creek is definitely the hottest race every year, regardless of what the actual temperature is. It is always the hottest race. Always. Uh, Thunder Valley always starts off cool, then it gets hot, then you think it's going to rain. Uh, Paula's always hot. Uh, or it's cool in the morning, and then it gets hot in the Guaranteed. afternoon. Um, but yeah, like you see it, and you get to go to all of it. What's your favorite? I like Washougal because I like... Washougal. Like Portland's sick. I like that whole weekend to go to PIR on I Thursday. I love PIR. It's so fun and to see that. And Portland is a fun city to go around and I just, I, I really enjoy that area. Um, I think my favorite national to go watch is probably probably Spring Creek because it's a good one. Yeah. I have like a lot of good memories of that. Uh, but the one that I tell everybody to go to is go to Thunder Valley. Yeah. You know, because you can see everything. It's pretty easy to get to from everywhere. Yep. And then, I mean, you stand on one hill and you can see like 60% of the track. What's the hardest track to get around? Um, on foot. Probably Unadilla. Yeah. Probably Unadilla because it is so spread out and then there are the hills. But that 
that paved hill out of Southwick to go back up to the pits. Oh, fuck so that. Funny. <laughs> dude, that so hill is funny. not even that big, but you're after those motos, you're just like, dude, the last thing I want to do is trudge up that hill. And everyone's watching you, uh-huh. and everyone's flying past yeah, you. Yeah, and you're trying not to get hit by <laughs> side by sides, or yeah, that one's that one's rough. Okay, favorite Supercross of all the stadiums. Uh, you know, when you get into the insides of them, they all do feel the same, but then there are other ones that you're like, oh, we're here. I think that's cool. I'm at this one. This is different than this. Detroit. You like Detroit? Oh, my gosh. You know, you go to that guard that's right there, like mm-hmm. right to that side, right before they open it and you walk down. You're walking down and you start seeing all the graffiti and it's like Detroit versus everybody. And you start seeing the lions and you're like, that's kind of cool. Then you walk and it's just like you went into a time machine. And it's like, it's old style seating. The way that the whole thing is built is just super, just unique looking. It seems like it's just so much smaller. It almost looks like there's a hotel on that one side with all the windows and the lights. One million percent. Especially when you shoot photos, I'm like, okay, we're, I feel like it's how Toronto used to be when there was the hotel in the outfield. Uh, I agree with you. Detroit is a definitely slept on race. It's a cool one. Yes. Um, Once you get in there, you're in there. You're not going anywhere else, but. With the snow outside? No. Well, and like, (laughs) you're there. Like, you're there. There's really, like, you could go hit the city and all that other stuff, but, I mean, I'm not going back outside. It's 15 degrees, you know? Um, Okay. So then getting into this, and and as you've progressed, you start doing the track crew stuff first season as 19. When did you decide, hey, I need to document this with photos? Was that an instantaneous decision, or was that something that you saw somebody with a camera, and you're like, yo, I I should get a camera. I should go do this. No, I was rocking my camera long before it. And then, like, kind of what caught my eye was actually a guy named Kyle Swanson. And at Detroit, he was riding, and I just kind of had my camera. And my boss, Chris, at the time, he let me, like, go and get their practice on Friday and Sean Brennan. Mm-hmm. And they allowed me to go get press. And we just went and had some fun. And I was like, hey, like, I think I can, I think I can do this. Like, not for, like, to make it look cool, but these people like the way they move the way they are the way they are with their helmets off like i i feel like at that time everyone had their helmet on yeah like it wasn't a you don't talk you don't talk oh, there to was no bro down bro there was none and like so like i'm coming i'm walking through and i'm a social butterfly and i'm like dang like i'm getting shut down i'm getting cool guide i'm getting this i'm getting that and i'm like i'm confused on like what's going on here and I don't know. To see where it was to where it is now, I I I love where it's going. It's so it's so much fun, and I love all the little media companies. I love everybody. Oh yeah, no, I know you do. And oh that, my gosh, I, that's why uh, when I see you at the races, especially today, when I looked up and I'm like, oh, there's there's Jordan. This is sick. Like it's on. I should have known he's gonna be here. You uh, know. Uh, I think that that's cool, and I'm glad that somebody sees that because, you know, uh, I kind of am the same way. Like, yeah, there is a competitiveness to it sometimes, you know, but I, I'm Saturdays are the best because I get to be with everybody I know and all my friends and stuff, and to see everybody doing something that they enjoy, like, how the fuck can you beat that? Yeah. You know, but um, I do agree with you that it's been interesting to see the dynamic shift just step by step by step, especially to see so many guys get older all at the same rate. You know what I mean? And just everybody go through different life experience and see where it's at. So I agree with you that we're in a very cool spot because it's not only the racers or the mechanics or this or that, it's everybody Everybody. has gotten to grow up over the last five years together. Oh my gosh. Is the first, like when it all got started getting serious and I wanted to do moto, like I was like, dang, this is, this is what I know I want to do with my life. 
I was at South Central, at South Central MX, which is here in Texas, and I was doing the Team Fried event with with film guy Tom uh-huh. and and Jason and or Jason Anderson and was Matt there? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. And we all like and Levi Kitchen and Matt LeBlanc like. It was it was a throwdown. It was just showdown throwdown. Like we had so much fun and it was so creative. And I think from there that was just like, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. I don't I don't care how I do it. I don't care. So I've told you privately, but I'll say it now to set the next thing up. Like, dude, I am so psyched on all the little accomplishments that you've had in the last couple of years. Um, you know, it's Thank one you. thing to you know everybody's got a camera and everybody's got a phone and everybody's got an Instagram account. Um, it's one thing to put it all out there, and I'm going to get to that, but it's another thing to see somebody like Davey Coombs like really latch on to what you're doing. And you've had multiple spreads in the magazine. You've been featured, you know, you're working for a couple different media companies at any given time. Like, you're doing what you got to do. So how has it been to crack to that next level of the game? <laughs> it makes you get to a point where you're like... You stop feeling like an anchor where you're where you're trying to drag this thing around and you feel like the anchor's going and it's just going and you better you better hold on. And Davy Coombs has helped me in a way that like beyond the magazine, beyond any of that, when the Ukraine thing happened and there's that video like where it looks like that missile's hitting the apartment building, uh-huh. he's the first person I called intuitively. Like I was to see if he knew it was real. No, just to I was so like flabbergasted. Yeah. And you know that like Davey is about it because Davey's really well read and connected and he he's very informed on all of that. Yeah. And he's so smart. He just he knew what to say and he helped me out and he just pointed me in the right direction and gave my my mind something. And, you know, I don't know if you know, like who Richard Hart is uh, from Troy Designs. He draws. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, that guy, Brian from TJ's, you, Emery, J-Law, like, there's there's so many people who, this this industry, you guys are like rubies. You guys don't know it. Well, I appreciate that, but, like, why I wanted to talk to you is because you are the one that when I'm at the races and, like, I see how much you're going, like I've told you before, um, you're... A big motivator for me because I'm like, I want to do something that Jordan would be psyched on and something that he would be like happy about, you know, and I know how fortunate I am in to be in this position and like, I want to have fun with it. I don't want to ever come in and be like pissy or anything like that and make it seem like however, but you know, when I see you and you make it look genuinely so fun every time, I'm like, why am I getting all stressed? Like, but you're supposed to, Uh, no, no, you're supposed to. Yeah. I mean, within reason. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'll tell you one thing. I get so depressed before I do like a race on Saturday, like that morning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the worst oh, I'm person to be in all the time. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like, oh my god, I hate my life. I feel like this is awful. And then you get out there and you realize, oh, I locked onto their emotions. Okay, thank you for bringing that up because there have been a lot of times, even this year, where I've been super busy on like a Saturday morning, sitting in the car recording something or whatever. And I am so in my head that I don't know, like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? And until I'm, like, into the process of knowing, like, oh, dude, it's good. Like, it's all going to take care of itself. Why did you get yourself so wrapped up about something you know what you're going to do? So when I see you going out there, and Emery is the same way, like I've told Mike before, 
Mike taught me more probably than anybody did, yeah. you know, just on how to work harder, how to uh, have better relationships with somebody your age. Mike came in and he pushed the whole level of trans world to another step. And I was like, well, fuck, I either better catch on or I better get out. So I'm going to catch on to what Emery's doing and I'm going to try to match it. And uh, yeah, dude, like that's why I'm so happy when I'm at the races with guys like you. And I know that it's like a very uh, contagious, very warm, welcome, united feeling amongst quite a few of us. Yeah, same. I'm glad that you even said that because I think sometimes we all get like uh, <laughs> misunderstood. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they take the very first hello and that's how we are. And it's like, no, man, it's like with me. I seem all over the place and crazy and all that. It's like, no, I'm locking on to every single person's emotion. I don't like, I don't like to work for like clients. I like to work for like one big gigantic thing and show everybody. This is a community that's going to thrive the more that we come together. And it's so cool to see. So then going back to kind of the breakthroughs that you've had creatively and, um, you know, guess you could call it professionally as a career if this is what you're going to do you know oh yeah how uh okay how do i put this without it sounding mean you're one of one like i've said before i thank you i've seen your instagram comments and your captions and stuff and i'm like okay where's he going with this oh okay he tied it there at the end and i know that that's something that davy really likes is because like you just are a free spirit and you'll put it out there and you're not really if you are, you don't make it seem like you're all in your head about what everybody's going to perceive it. Like, even yep. with your photo work, nobody else's photos are looking like that, you know? Like, yes, you have a look that you want, and you're not going to, like, hey, man, a client might tell you, could we get this? And you'll give it to them. But if it's a Jordan post, and it's on Post-it Random's Instagram, it's going to look way different than it would if it was on the verb page sometimes. Thank you. And, um that freedom to just like I'm gonna do that I really envy you on that because uh, I get just so in my head that I can't even like make the next step sometimes and I see the stuff that you post I'm like fuck dude Jordan's killing it like he just how do I tap into that like just let it go and that's the one thing over these last three years that I've seen you do and I'm just like that's that boy's angle like that's what he's got he's just he's got it and I, I am so psyched to see so many people catching on to that and that you haven't changed like you didn't try to adjust yourself to get accepted by anybody like either you're gonna love me or you're not but I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing you get wrongfully uh, accused of stuff and then you realize your art is kind of like your sword and your hatchets and your daggers and those things man if you want to know what to take a picture of or what to take a reel of or what to look at, every time you open your eyes, that's a moment. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It could be a picture of a wall. That's a moment. Now, how you tell that story is it. Like, <clears throat> when people like are like, hey, what does post at random like mean? It's like, I, I used to have such bad anxiety that if someone was like, hey, when do I get my pictures? I would... I, I, oh, dude, I'm still going through this right now. This is... I, Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for saying that shit. Uh, it's really, really helpful because like, yeah, dude, like you got to get out of that. So continue. Sorry. Yeah. So when they're like, dude, I will finish a race and within 10 seconds and like my brain's already waiting on it. And so like, I'm like already, like, I'm going to, I'm going to throw up. And then like, what I noticed that people did was like, they're like, Hey, when am I going to get my pictures? Oh, I'll post that random. And it got, it got people to like, give me a room. And what, what that did was it set an expectation of 
stick around, baby. Yeah, and you'll so, get it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't tag people to make them slow down because you're on there. Like, I, I try to put amateur kids on with the pros and, like, mix it all together because in this generation of and then you get to a post at random and you tell me you read something I wrote wait you slowed down hang on that means way more to me than me just lifting up my sharpness and like getting out a little bit of shadow that means way like you said you read you read a sentence I wrote like you you read something when you could have just flipped right past it like no I'm gonna slow down I'm gonna take this more serious and that's I'll work as many track crews as I have to. I just, I want to work a track crew at MXON across the net. Like, when they go across, like, the world and I'm not with them, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, you have to be bumming. Dude, I, when, when I, when I don't, I, like, that's when you see, I'll do weddings. I, do, I like, try to do so many other things because I'm, like, I just, I just want to, I don't, I just want to be there. I just want to see my friends in other countries and us be like, dang, that's cool. And then like, I get to see that rider just come around that berm and I can see his eyes. And I'm like, that's it. Like you're doing it, you're going for it. And then I can watch them shift and they go up and, and they're coming down and you're like, whoo, like that's a lot to take in for just like something so passionate. Mm -hmm. And as long as people are doing that, I'm sorry, but I don't care if there's an, if it's silent or it's making sound. I don't care. I'll put on headphones regardless. And when I can still, if you're still gonna bring passion to it, I'm still gonna be here because last time I checked, it was two wheels forever. Not, hey, this is that. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I feel like you will probably feel like I feel. Uh, these last couple weeks where there hasn't really been anything going on, uh, I'm probably not the most fun person to be around. I feel really bad for my family because like, hey, I've had a great time with everybody. Love them. We've done a ton of fun stuff together. But uh, I think everybody knows like I get cranky at a certain point or I get anxious because I'm like, I'm not doing it. And I feel like you probably feel the same way. Like, yo, something's happening out there and I'm not a part of it. And like, you can't be a part of everything. But when you take it so seriously as we do, anytime that it's not 100%, you're like, fuck. You just helped me with something. I have been absolutely horrific for the last few weeks. Oh, I've been terrible. I have been, because it's not like I feel like I have this deadline and I don't have anxiety. It's not anxiety. What it is, is it's just like, I've watched all of these kings and these queens put out such amazing stuff. And like, I know there's people that are doing it and it's like, I just want to run with the bulls. Like I wanna, I'm a lion. I wanna be with my lions. I wanna keep going. I wanna, if there's if there's a whole bunch of bamboo, here I come, We're, there's gonna be a path. Like there's people that are afraid to go and do things. Cool, let me help kick the door down. Yeah, if I'm not working on something, Oh my, one broke my heart just recently. I went to California to go to my uh, sister's birthday and I posted, hey, like if there's anybody that wants to do anything, like no money, I just want to create. No, it, it went silent. Oh really? Yeah. And I was like, wait, that, that hurt. Like that hurt me, like it hurt me. And then I got back to Texas and I was like, what do I do, do I get bitter? And then I did the one thing I was supposed to do and that's, I picked up my camera. I picked up my camera and I did what I know how to do. And out of nowhere, it was, I was like, I need you here, I need you there, I need this, I need that. And I was like, wow, this camera thing and these these two wheels and like this community and all of it, the, the track crew, 
Like that kid that just went flying way further than he should have with tennis shoes on. Like, I don't know, it's all, it all means something. And I love the energy that comes from it. Okay, so then I think like to jump topic real quick. Yes. When, uh, I'm when, going any tangent. <laughs> we got all day, dude. <laughs> when the lights go off for Supercross, uh, how does that make you feel? Like that night? Like when yeah, you're yeah, saying like when, bye to like it? When, no, no, no. When the lights go off for opening ceremonies first. Oh my gosh. That's one of the coolest moments. I I get like way too overly wrapped in it, especially if you have like a cool point of view, if you're down by the Stargate and it just drops. And then it's just like, you can just hear everybody. That's what matters, that crowd. When you just, you start to turn your head and you can see that they don't know what to expect. And then you're seeing like that green claw and you're just like kind of looking around and you're like, these guys have no idea what's about to happen. And then like, ladies, like you just hear like that intro coming in and you're like, oh no. Like when it pops off, there's nothing more exhilarating to see like a performance, like a show. And I absolutely love that moment. And I think it's a place, it's a moment of camaraderie. It's a moment of the wizard behind the curtain finally gets to just go, this is why. Okay, uh, 450 main is on the line, 30 second cards going up. I think the gnarliest thing, and I, I really noticed it in an amateur race for the first time, and then I went to a pro race like a couple weeks later, I was like, oh, it's like that. When everybody nods in unison, and then they all upshift and look down in unison, that is the gnarliest thing to me. It shows precision, and it shows that, like, imagine, like, try to do that. Try to, like, actually go and, like, think of the tunnel vision you would get. Like, and all, all of the emotion and the uh, adrenaline and everything that's just, everything that's happening in that moment, motorcycles at fucking 6,000 RPMs, yeah. the fumes coming out, just everything that's right there, it's nuts. And, and then when you just, it almost feels like it goes silent as soon as that gate drops. Yeah. The favorite, like, I try to do it every week and I'm glad that my Sony takes pretty quick photos, but that, okay, the gate drops. And so from that first, like the, it falls backwards, but it's not all the way on the ground yet. And then it's down and everybody's waiting to go. And then you see all the clutches leave. And especially now that they have the start grades, there's five photos that I really like. It's the gate up, the gate dropped, everybody about to go. And then when they're over the first time and you see the first pieces of roost go off the rear tire. And then the next one is like, as they all upshift, those five photos and like that fast, it's the craziest thing to me. Really? I think it's the coolest shit. That's like the one moment of the whole weekend that's my favorite moment. Now, are we gonna talk like, uh, going from like a left-hand view, like if you're watching them go and then it goes from, the, which view do you like seeing that from? I'm usually like straight on. Yeah. I like this, cause then you get to see 22. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Washougal I think is probably the best it's place pretty that. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, that one's pretty good, but like a super cross for that, like the whole just, oh yeah. yeah. And then Which cause one? they're all. Give me, give me a good super cross that has like the best straight, like best gate drop. Now, when they did at Anaheim 2 this year in the outfield wall was pretty Ooh, good. Oh, yeah. I, thought that, yeah uh, I like how many times you're going to jump back over the start straight away this year. I think that's really bitching. Super smart. Super, like, I like the use of track for this year. Um, all of that. Yeah. They're all good. I, I, it's, it's hard to say one's better than the other. The Seattle one's fun because I think the Seattle round is unlike any other race. Yes. Yes. And then even as it's going, like, 
oh shit, dude, they're racing dirt bikes in downtown Seattle. That's crazy. That's of all the rounds we go to, I feel like the Seattle one's the one where I'm like, why are, I can't believe we're at this place of all places for some reason. Okay. Uh, like you said a minute ago, when the lights go off and it's time to leave at the end of the night, how do you feel with that? That's like a... It's like a melancholy feeling, huh? You nailed it, man. It's the saddest, greatest feeling that I get. And like walking away from any track when it's over, you're like, dude, it's done. Mm -hmm. Like, why did I get, what like, is done? Like, that's cool, but it's done. Like mm -hmm. now I go, now I go to the next one. Like, okay, that's cool. But like, I love what we do. I absolutely, I love what we do. I love what we do. And I love just being that guy when you get to be part of the track crew and you get to walk out and be the one very first when nothing's done, there's nothing. And you're like, wow, that's cool. And then you're leaving and it looks exactly the same as it did when you left, when you got there. Is when you're like, that's a, that's a unique, that's unique right there. And then you get to find out who your boys are. You get to find out who your boys are real fast at that moment. When you're still, when you walk away and you gotta get in your hotel and you have a flight in three hours and your shoes are sopping wet and you, whoever your roommate is, that's your best friend, man. Cause you guys are gonna be getting each other up cause you better be making it out. And cause, oh man. And like, I know how like with you, like you have such a presence, like everybody knows when you're around. Like you're one of those guys that, Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. It's, oh my God, we could all be say. standing and like everyone watch. Next time, if you think I'm quite, go behind somebody. Uh, no, I don't mean to be arrogant, but yes, I've noticed that before because my wife has even been like, you know, we've been places and like people can tell when you, you know, and I'm like, it's, it, I, I don't know why, you know, I'm just showing up and I like, I probably feel like I shouldn't even be there still. No way. No way. You're a leader. Like we need, oh my gosh, I wish we could talk about anything of anything because there's people that I would just would pay. I wish I could just be like, please don't ever leave our industry. Ever. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I like what you did say though, about like when it is time to go. Cause, uh, Detroit this year, me, Tom and, uh, Mitch Kendra were from race Rex. We were all leaving about the same time. Yep. And like, I just sat there and I watched them all take down the track crew stuff. And then like, even on a Friday, you know, I'll film a bunch of B-roll stuff for news break and I'll, I'll film them running all the heavy equipment to reprep the track after press day. And like that same thing, uh, they're just like, wow, this is a 60, 70,000 multi-billion dollar stadium, wherever we're at. And there's like maybe 20 people in this entire building seeing this one thing that I'm seeing. And I'm like, Hey, I get to watch the track in just this per perfectly like peaceful, serene moment. I get to think about like how I got there, even just the morning of catching the flight to get there, whatever. But then I get to watch the track crew guys, like some of the best guys in heavy equipment, make it look bitchin'. And I get to see the dirt get made really, really nice again for the next day. Like I, the little moments of like silence are the best. Yeah. You know? I have a question for you. Okay. About rentals. Okay. If you could have a third party company, one that isn't into moto at all. And they were like, hey, we want you to drive around. We'll pay for absolutely everything. We want to sponsor motocross. Who's somebody from the third world, like not third world, but you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the outside. The yes. outside. As moto. far as like, uh, I got to drive to everything? Like you fly, drive, they take care of it. But when you do, yeah, you do have to take like their. Um, I'm, the things that I've said to so many people and especially being at Donations a couple weeks ago, we really got to figure out an airline company to sponsor this thing so um, smart because like so smart 
you're in a completely different situation, and I want to go back to just the travel thing in a second. But um, I fly Delta all the time, so I uh, not you know I'm the only Moto guy coming out of St. Louis every week. But when I have to ke- catch that connection, I see everybody I know at the same gate. Yeah. And I think like if we all had that, like Delta would see how many millions of dollars collectively like we all bring in together. And if we had just like a little bit more bargaining power, I guess, like when Grant Harlan got hurt in France a couple months or a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and there was this whole like, well, how do we get Grant home and how this and how that? If we had a partner like that, like a big travel partner, Hertz, the same people I rent a rental yeah. car from every weekend, and we never had to worry like, hey, this is all going to be sorted and you guys are going to get it. And then in a sponsorship return, like, yo, we're bringing the party to your town. We're going to come rent all of your cars. We're all going to be on flights coming to your town. We're all going to stay at all of your hotels. Like, the F1 model has definitely, like, cracked that code because they've made it seem like this big destination thing. We're the same. We just have to figure out how to sell it. And that's awesome because the outdoors, we don't have a title sponsor. Yeah, see, like, if it was... uh, And that's a three-year deal. It was a Hertz. If it was the Hertz Outdoor Nationals, dude, it did blow up. The Delta Outdoor Nationals, it'd be crazy, you know? But, like, little things like that. Like, I've always, I always hear the B2B. Like, we got to do business to business and all that. I can't think of anything other than the travel that we all have to use every weekend. Yeah. And how... That's so smart. How we all haven't coordinated it together. Like, even on a Delta thing, like, if, if even all the photographers could somehow come to an agreement. Yes. There's some kind of, like discount code out there to make all the travel like hey if we commit to this and we're going to give you this much we'll help cut you a break somewhere else but we just have to figure out how do we go about that that's such a good question like good answer to that question because like like Kay Johnson he wants Mike and Ike <laughs> it's pretty good though I like Mike and Ike's I, I want Oscar Meyer because I would the Wienermobile oh yeah and just have it popped up Whoa. And mean, the, dude you got the monster hat on right now I can't I really seriously like Cannot think of a better sponsor that we could have had over the last 20 years. It's unbelievable. Oh, can we please, just for a moment, just give a shout out to Monster because, like, they have been, I think they have taken our, our industry. And then, like, to everything else that they're doing, to um, the tour water thing, yeah. like, is hilarious. It's, I mean, dude, I remember getting cans thrown at me at Warp Tour when I was like 14. I'm like, That's yo, so what funny. is this? That's and, so and funny. And now to see that it's a multi million dollar industry that they're going to jump in on uh, the alcohol thing that they're doing. Like we, I think as a whole, I don't think we appreciate what monster does for all of us. Like, I think some people just, you know, they're, they have their concept, their misconception or preconception of it and you're never going to change it. But like, I can't thank those dudes enough for what they've done to us. Rockstar, same thing, Red Bull, like really appreciative, but the monster one's unreal. Oh, I am a, I'm a monster fanatic, monster energy. The guys who work for them, that's where I, the same with like, like Alpine Star, There's, it's the people that I just end up falling for. And like all of them are just so amazing. You're like, dang, like this company obviously knows what they're doing. Look at who they have to represent these these different companies. And like, I don't know, anyone who can hire some of these great people obviously have a good business model. They obviously know what they're doing. Okay, so then going back to just the, the job itself and yes. all of that stuff. Uh, you said earlier today when we were talking that um, there's a photo of Levi Kitchen from an SMX race that the Lego Blocks guy put together, and you told me why it's special to you, but why is it for the people that are listening right now? So, the, it, yeah, it actually, it came from the Nationals. It was uh, oh, Bud's sorry. Creek. It was Bud's Creek, and it's super special. That Bud's Creek is the very first outdoor Nationals that my mom took me to, 
And so there's that. Uh, besides like the track crew putting everything together, just like, how can I introduce this? Life gets tough. And sometimes in the dead of winter, you just need a reminder, man. And like the Lego thing is crazy because they took a picture of mine and it's Levi Kitchen who absolutely, I just absolutely adore. And you can see the finish line backdrop or the finish line arch right there. And I have to weld that in pre-prep and it's right there. And then he made that as the Lego. And then there's the backdrop and the backdrop I had to put up, not make, not do anything, but just put up. And like, that doesn't discredit anybody. Like everybody works hard. But for my, hey, this is the dead of winter. There's no work. Nobody's said, hey man, come to Supercross. No one said anything. That stuff helps. It's just, it has nothing to do with like materialism. It's all just like your accomplishment. And like motocross has given me that. And yeah. You said dope. something else. Uh, you got the you had two spreads in the new race wrecks or a couple of race wrecks ago. You've had a lot of spreads actually this year, uh, and then you got the last page. The this is motocross like Ender with a Barsha photo. Um, yes, sir. I haven't seen. I see my stuff in print for advertisements and stuff now, and like it's pretty cool. It's a different feeling than it was at Trans World from like 2012 to 2019, where it felt so uh, much of the job. When I see it now, I have a different appreciation. Um, but when I first ever saw my name in print or a photo that I took in print, I was like 20, 22, blew me away. I like, oh my god. How does that feel to still see it happening for you the first time and then continuously? Because I know you're a guy that doesn't just like, oh, man, it's another one. Here we go. Like just That's another, one. you know, you, it, you, you care about it so much. You, you would probably be like, hey, can I figure out what ink you guys use to print this page? Because I want to buy just a little jar of it. It's so mind blowing. The first time I got one was for Racer X. The double page spread was uh, at Hangtown, the 250 class. Everyone being up in the air. It's a black and white shot and that calmed a lot of uh a lot of things inside me mentally because i realized i was pulling for straws i was like i felt like well, i had to get to this thing and then when i got to it it calmed everything down and it was sort of like a what what value can we provide here and then like to my second like spread was a, a Texas track was at Swan and like I don't know that's super cool like you got to put a local track like your a local track of your like what you love into like a magazine that you absolutely cherish and that all came because like this camaraderie of just how hard everything is and like I don't know a, it's the coolest feeling coolest feeling and then like the one of Godzilla and Barsha I love that shot. I love that shot so much because like, it was something I would do at an amateur race. Like that's the stuff you have to come up with when you have like a 50, like a, a 50 and you're like, oh no, how do I, <laughs> what do I do here? Like there's there's 15 people at this race. Like what, in like, what am I supposed to do with this? And I don't know. It's, uh, if I could give any, word to anyone who wants to do that and they're like dang man i want to get into racer x i want to do this i want to do that work harder than you've ever worked 
try to get along with everyone you can. Say sorry a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I've said sorry more than I've said hello. Okay, yeah, that was, I mean, that's a perfect thing because everybody, and that's how I would have ended the interview, but you clipped it here with like probably 20 minutes to go. Um, you know, how, no, no, how how do people get in? Because I have so, so often, you know, how I want to do this, I want to do this. And like, no discredit to anybody because I wanted to do it just as bad. Like if you knew what I was doing when I was 16 and 17 years old in high school, trying to convince just the people that didn't even know what, I was talking about that I was gonna try to do it. Uh huh. You know, like it's unbelievable, and I'm so I'm really excited when I see kids with cameras and all these other things. I love I, it. And I see people that have like a genuine. I want to capture the moment. I want to do this. I want like, yeah. There are some people that are doing it for like nefarious reasons or whatever. Yeah, of course. But when you see somebody that's just about it and how hard they work, like, dude, Jay Reed, Jess Reed, that girl is unbelievable. On Didn't fire. Did, did, didn't even know she was pregnant and just running around all the races and like never complained. And that's a girl that like, when I started seeing Jay Reed photos around, I'm like, oh dude, who's this girl? Like that stuff's pretty good, man. I never would have thought that somebody from here would be doing it. And then same thing, I watched her just like grind it out, doing free work and doing this and doing that to get to where she is. Everybody loves Jess now. It's awesome. She, that's an, uh, no, no. That's a machine. She's a she machine. She's a machine. I like do the smile, you know, when I'm coming up the hill and all that. Like, that's my thing. Her, you, she is laser focused. She's going to get her stuff done. And by the time you think you're about to upload, she's already, already done. Already. And these aren't like edits. Like, I feel like I kind of like got a kind of like a stick so I know how to do it. Hers are immaculate. And she's not only taking these pictures, she's bringing value by giving these experiences. And her experiences that she's giving are like, they're so fast paced. They're experiencing. Like you're experiencing something that's going- In real time. In real time. In real time. That's exactly her pictures. And she has mastered that. Yeah. there's. It's fun to be at the races right now, um, especially in the media tent, you know, at the, mm -hmm. at the Nationals, because it's a fun group of people that are always there. And like, oh, I love it. You can spend 10 minutes and then the next thing you know, it's 35 minutes later and you got to run because the bikes are on the track and you've been talking to your buddy. But it's a fun little group of camaraderie and it's fun that it's all everybody's about the same age. How old are you right now? 36. 36. OK. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm trying to think how I'm going to word this. <laughs> this. I'm 33, so, like, you're right there. Um, 36, and to, like, find the drive. Like, how do you do it? Oh, it's easy. You forget motivation. Motivation's done. That will not get you anywhere. Discipline. Moral integrity. Why you're doing it. Uh, all the times you failed and you had to restart. All the times that you're like, dang, man, like, I couldn't. Aren't you tired of that? Aren't you tired of that? Now I just sit there and I just plant myself. And I want to I want to scream and I want to yell and I want to throw a tantrum. It doesn't do anything. And so I'm not motivated at all. Screw motivation. Screw motivation. Why'd you start? It's a good point. These kids, like when one of them smacks and they go tumbling and there's that moment of silence. What if that was his last ride? Did you represent him right? Did you do your job? Did you make that kid feel like like he was like he was Tomac? You're sitting here wanting everyone to buy your shirt. You want everyone to buy your bumper sticker. Did you make the whole 50 class feel like they were Ken Roxon? 
when they were going and their parents and their dad was getting drunk fixing their little cobra <laughs> and he got to see his kid on, on like a platform and he looks there's roost all over the place it all looks and then all of a sudden it's like that that kid sadly gets leukemia like I'm sorry I know it sounds like a whole bunch no, of no, chaos no. keep going but I I take that very serious and I'd rather these kids and I'd rather anybody I don't care if it's Chase Sexton I don't care who it is when you're gonna look at a post a random picture you're gonna know I'm with you like I'm right with you very empathetic are you are you like uh empathetic to the point that it's almost like a hindrance you know what i mean yeah i went from not caring at all to just saying just hit me yeah it went from get away from me i do not care about your worries i have my own to yeah, we got to talk this out. Do you need something? Yeah, yeah, you got it, bro. Yeah. You got it. I'll watch and then go ride. <clears throat> and we'll, we'll get what you're, I know what you're looking for. And like, there's some of these dads that scream at their kids and like, I used to say something and now I leave it alone. I don't say anything. I just, I get a picture of that kid. And that dad treats me different, treats that kid different. And when the dad treats a kid different because he saw him in a different light, I don't know what that is, but I want more of that because these kids are, these kids are like, they are champions. Every single one of them, every single one of them, like when they come up to you and they're like, oh, and they look at you with their big old doe eyes and like, or like what got me was Glendale 2019 first uh, futures. I'm in there. I think it was the first. It was the first time I was working futures. <laughs> and so it had to be the first. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm in there and this kid is like going and he gets totally eaten up, just completely in this like little whoop section, completely demolished. And I'm like run over to him and I'm like, hey man, and like you're supposed to ask, like, do you want to keep riding? And so I was like, hey man, do you want to keep riding? Dude, he looked at me bloody I mean already bruised already already torn and he's like yeah I just want to ride please please let me go and I was like I have was never. this Sunday futures it had to have been yeah yeah okay where okay. it was just like from the beginning of the day all the way till the night all the way to the night I had never ex I cried that day I cried because it was just like I've never seen we went from what in 2019 we were thinking like everyone was obsessed with video games nobody like where's Moto going what's this doing there was how many entries like dude it, all in that big toaster like that yeah. that's that's a, a ugly stadium looking <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a toaster or like when bubble when the popcorn pops um, too much the pop. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that on the inside it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah. okay um i like what i like how you framed all that because thank uh, you okay even for myself sometimes i'm like okay man i really really want to just be at the pro races and nothing disrespectful to the amateur thing or anything like that but i didn't grow up at that so i don't really like connect with it the same way like, i grew up riding and all of that but like my dad we weren't coming to freestone to do the amateur national in the spring yeah. and we you know all of that so i don't see it the same way and if anything Sometimes the way I see parents interact with their kids makes me want to say the fuck away from this entirely and just deal with the adults with dealing with the mm, somewhat other easily, adults, easily. you know? But uh, to what you said, when you get to see some of these kids uh, and their parents and they really connect and they have a good time, and you can tell that there's a lot of 
mutual uh, appreciation about this. Like how much fun they're having. Oh my gosh. I mean, these yeah. kids that are just ripping pit bikes over here. This whole time. His dad's over there just pounding bush lights. And he's thinking about when he was 12, how much he rode his, you know, Z50 or his Z70 or whatever it was around the neighborhood. And I think that that's like the best thing. So when you think, when you realize why these dads, why these people are screaming, screaming. and you go, it's because they don't want to be the failure. The dad feels like the failure. They feel like they're failing their kid by their kid failing right there. They're taking all of that hit consciously. I haven't, uh, I, my kid's a year and a half, so I have no like frame of reference for this, but I can only imagine like how I'm gonna feel the first time that he wants to do something and then it doesn't go the way that he thought. And like, how the fuck, how, how am I gonna feel when that one happens, you know? And so, and then you add in the other layer of the time and the attention and the effort that this takes just to even get down here. You know, it's a whole, it's a whole melting pot of, or not melting pot, uh, pressure cooker of situations. That's why I think parents sometimes are silly, like when they, like get with the media person get with one of these kids media companies your kid has these sponsors you tell the media person hey here's 50 bucks whatever it is you tell them to get these pictures and you every day send it to your sponsors you take care of it make it work for you guys like don't just you know oh yeah you get pictures of my son and then oh okay yep it's this shot that we'll never use it's that shot that's cool but can't do anything with it you can't see his sponsors but hey here's my money like no these kids need to learn hey you need to be able to see like muffler side we need to be able to see like all these sponsors you see it across the chest and you see it across things like i think if there was at supercross or at the nationals and i'll say my idea because i just want it done gotta have photographers do like a seminar for people seminar <laughs> for people and like help them and then the next day like have a media day where these riders come out and we all like everybody all day like 50 bucks you come ride all day and these are the media companies and everyone meets everybody because what that's what that's going to do is in 10 years that's going to make a lot more sense but we got to build that rapport now just like they did just like Davey did through everything just like all those people did like they they made it so that they got us to right now but now those leaders now it's our turn and now we have social media we have everything I like what you said on that because uh, we are, you know, two guys in their mid thirties right now. Like we are on the cusp of becoming the next generation of people that are in charge. Like little by little, we're being delved out a little bit more responsibility and how, how are we taking it on? And sometimes we succeed and other times we don't, it's whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I think that we're like, five years away from a lot of the people that we all grew up with that are like in actual high, high level positions. And then how are we going to go about that? Like, what are we going to, are we going to implement the things that we always said that we wanted to do? Or are we going to fall into the same rut that everybody, no offense before us did. And we're just going to stick to the status quo because if we keep doing the same thing and we're not learning about whatever else is happening out there. Yeah. It is going to be like 2019 and 2020 was where we're like, yo, is anybody going to come next year? Like what the hell is going to happen? How's this thing going to continue? until something huge happens and then it's a reset. But well, hopefully we can see more uh, Andrew Short <laughs> because that guy's full of fire. Oh yeah. And you can tell he still has 90% in the basement. And when you see him at other races and you're just like, you just see him and you're like, dang dude, like you bleed this moto stuff. You bleed it, you bleed it. Um, okay, we'll start winding this down. Okay, my bad. No, you're good, dude. <laughs> we can go all day. Um, you mentioned Wills a little bit ago, and if you don't want to talk about it, I completely understand, because I understand that so many people probably do know what happened in Nashville this year, and um, 
you know, I think that, like, I've thought this before. It's, it's kind of unbelievable how much we travel and how many people travel every weekend and almost nothing bad happens. Like we are very, very, very fortunate in that regard. Like the amount of moving parts that are out there and for one little cog to get messed up and then it's all on. Yep. Um, when this happened with Wills in Nashville, you know, and it's your stepbrother and everything like that. How did it feel to see so many people come around and be like, hey man, like, we get it now. We have to take a little bit more appreciation of the time that we have together and the things that we get to do and the people we get to enjoy them with. And um, how did it feel to have somebody that you were connected with be um, how he was perceived and, and um, remembered? I absolutely love, absolutely give my heart to uh, this industry simply for that. There's people that I talked to that I didn't even have any idea that he knew. And like even people here that I knew before I did anything professionally and they all knew him, everybody. He impacted that much. And to see like what he's actually accomplished and seeing how much he's influenced, it makes me just so proud. And what sucks is when I met him, I met him in 2000, December 27th. I met him the day when we all went to Anaheim. And that's when I like actually physically met him. Like my mom, my family, it's, it's super messed up and all that, but whatever, I don't, like whatever. Like when I met him, he was open arms. And he's like, the first thing he said to me was brother. And like he wrote his arms around me. And I, I treated him like garbage, straight up. That whole season, treated him like straight garbage. The reason I did was because I didn't know how to wrap myself around my own emotions. I had not uh, healed emotions that I didn't have. Uh, and we started getting closer the next Supercross because I worked for TPJ. And on his birthday, I got him a cowboy hat. And that was like, I was still so stupidly stubborn. And I didn't, it was like I wanted a hug, but I only brought out daggers. Mm -hmm. And then when, uh, when Ted called me, I was in, I was doing pre-prep in Pennsylvania, Grove City, for the outdoors. And I was, uh, I was doing an arch piece, yeah, and he, he calls me, dude, and he's like, he's like, hey, man, he's like, hey, uh, hey, you, you, you gonna wanna sit down, you know, like in dead voice, and you're like, oh, like, what's going on? He's like, hey, man, uh, Will's died. And to make that phone call to my stepdad, when my stepdad's the one that called me to tell me my mom died, and like have to do that, I'm, I was, uh, the only thing that got me was my own stubbornness because I didn't get to have a, like a little brother, but my little sister had a big brother. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I've heard my sister cry twice, my little sister. And she cried when my mom died and she cried when Wills died. I will, and I don't know if you noticed, but I've lit every path on fire because I'll never, ever, by nature accomplished what he's already accomplished in his lifetime. He connected to people with with just saying hello. I have to like do something. I have to, the monkey has to slap a bell. I have to write something. I have to take a picture of something. I have to tattoo something. I have to do something. That dude walks around in his cowboy boots and his cowboy hat and his little chest protector and it's like the whole room the whole room knows who he is. And <clears throat> that guy, uh, 
He influenced, I think, I can't say anything. You know what I can do? I can prove it. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to make this take like a, a tough turn like that. And I really appreciate you saying all that shit, Jordan. Hell yeah, bro. Because, um, not, not to like turn this, but I just have to tell you this. Please. I, I didn't get to go that weekend because my grandma passed away I'm uh, sorry. on Saturday morning at New Jersey. And I had to go through that whole day. And I just, I didn't even edit my photos from that race except for the main events because I think, what the fuck, who cares? Like, who fucking cares? This is a dirt bike race. And my whole family was back home and I was sitting in a hotel room in New Jersey just freaking out, you know? And to the same things that you said earlier, like, this thing is so great, the fact that we get to do what we get to do about the dirt bikes because you can immerse yourself in it and keep yourself so busy that you don't even think about anything going on. But really, you're thinking about it all the fucking time and you really are working yourself through it. And there have been so many days this year going to the races, like on a Friday or a Saturday, that I'm just fucking bawling because yeah. I'm just so mad at myself. And uh, I really appreciate you for saying like the same things to know that like, hey man, we're not all in this shit on our own. Like there's a lot of us going through the same things together. It's wild how two dudes that are, I mean, we joke all the time that we're both Leos, like all that stuff. Yeah. But within a week of each other, we're both going through like pretty heavy shit at the races and you have to go how you how you go about it, you know? And like, really Jordan, thanks for saying that. I, I Thanks for opening up. I'm so sorry that if I made you uncomfortable. No, I'd, I, I'd rather talk like this than I would rather talk about just simple stuff, if that makes sense. No, it does. But like, to what you said earlier about how you, how you use this job and how you use the artistic stuff of it and just like putting the shit out there, it really does help you get through a lot. And it, it, you, 100%. Sometimes you don't know it and sometimes it'll take two or three years until we really figure out like how much we've uh, figured it or like what we went through. But yeah, dude, I've really been looking forward to talking to you all year, like one-on-one -on -one like this. Not, not, you know, to record it for whatever reason, but I really just did want to talk to you because- Same. There have been times that I've been like, having a bum day and yeah. you've like perked me back up. You don't even know how many times that that's happened this past summer. Thank you. Same. And, and uh, yeah, dude, sorry. You know, yeah, real quick, if we're going to talk about that, you helped me a lot. You, there's a, there's a small group of you, you guys don't know, but a couple of those media dudes a couple of years ago put me in a corner and was like, you're not wanted here, dude. No one wants you. And I was like... I told them, I was like, hey, I've barely begun. You're one of the people, you know, you, you don't know this, but your energy, everything, you're, you're just like, let's fucking get them. And it was like, that's what I needed. I didn't need, hey, dude, screw what they think. Hey, dude, it was just like, a, right now is not the time. Mm -hmm. Right no, now we're doing go. this. Let's fucking go. Like I, I know I so don't many people have say that. that. I know so many people say that and shit, but it's just like Ugh. you gotta go do it because you like just got ugly do cried, it. bro. Well, yeah, I did too. My bad. Ugh. Sorry, but oh, I needed. You know, like that, that's the thing too. That's what frustrates me when you know. <sighs> I know you're coming in with good intentions. I know that there's so many people that come in with good intentions, and this is like not to get on a soapbox or anything like that. This is the most frustrating thing about this whole little thing that we love so much is that like, it's also very guarded. And if you don't look or act or say the certain way, you get fucking ostracized as quick as you came in. 
and then you're gonna spend the rest of your life trying to fix it. And it's like, do you really need to fix that shit with those people? Because they don't matter. You need to go find the people that you don't ever have to fix anything for. And there's a lot of them out there, man. There's, there's people that, there's companies that I've worked for that I still am like, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? And then all of a sudden, like, what I believe in is like, yeah, but look at what you did. Yeah. Look at what they did. They, you, you didn't have a route. And this person was like, hey, come, come film this. I just need this one picture. And all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, shit. Like, you, you know how hard I'm working. This industry is crazy, man. From everybody, from you to LeBig to Davey. To, I did, and the list goes on and on and on. And when you get those texts at like 3 o'clock in the morning, and they're just like, you know it's them trying. And it's just like, hey, Pose, like, thought of you with this. And you're like, oh, shit. They thought of me. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so you said it about 20 minutes ago or so by now. Uh, the, the No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, but the, like, yo, I'm going to get you your photos when you get them. Like, not in a bad way, but just like, yo, they're back off me. Just give it a minute, man. I got like 20 other responsibilities I got to do. I'm going to get your photos. It's two o'clock in the morning. Ain't nobody going to see them anyway. So, like, just chill. But um, to that point of like finding the balance of what's important and what's not, how do you do that? Easy. You'll feel it. Some of the pictures that I think, I think all my pictures are gold. I think all of them are bangers, but I like that. Now how I'm, <laughs> I like that. Dude, there's not one that I've ever been like, oh, I've been like, oh yeah, like okay, every no, single one. On that one. No, I. Why? Why? Like because I'm not looking at the texture. I'm not looking at everything that I'm doing. I'm looking. Did I bring that person? Yeah. See that. I know. We're going for the same thing, but I think like how we. Uh, Judge ourselves are two different ways. Dude, you know I'm surprised mean? I made it. I'm fucking. I can't. I'm just happy to be here. Dude, I'm I like, hey, I turned it, it in. Dog. The fact, the fact that I, whatever, like, I haven't said this to a lot of people. This past year has been really, really difficult, and like to the point of like, yo, dude, am I about to like, am I about to piss everybody off so much that I'm about to get kicked out? And like, uh, every day of my life. You know, and I, I, for next year, I'm fucking so motivated to not fall into that same bad habit. And, you know, to know that there's somebody out there and there's a couple other people that, like, I'm not in it alone and you're not in it alone. Like, it's the best thing that can have to happen just to know, like you said on Saturday, there's some people you'll find that have same energy. Yep. I, if I could tell you all I want to do is be a part of Supercross, be a part of media for Supercross, and it has nothing to do with making a paycheck. What it has to do with, I mean, obviously, but what it has to do- Being part of it. Yeah, but what it, what it is is like, once those memories pass, and we close the doors that night, that history is recorded. Now it's recorded however format it was in. Like, that's how the viewer, that's how the, everyone's going to experience it. When they get dementia and they think about, like, and they go to look at something, they are going to see it represented as that. And I just kind of am like, hey, here's another pair of goggles. <laughs> like, you want to look at it this way? <laughs> like, that's all it is. That's all it is. It has, no, everyone can do it. I want everyone with a camera. I want everybody with a camera. So does Stanley Kubrick. He wanted every single kid to have a video camera making movies. And it makes total sense. If... 
if every single person I know has a camera and they're getting what I want, well, they know people I don't know. Mm -hmm. Now they're talking to third party people. Now their family's looking at it. And before you know it, they don't have to do our sport to like it. Not even to just the whole sport thing. I think everybody should, uh, even, you know, telephone's great. Have another camera just to go capture your life on. Yes. Oh, my gosh. When people don't listen to anybody, it's like, why don't you just live in the moment? What if you get dementia? You still, you still, you can do both. Yes, 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 yes. You yes, can yes, totally yeah, do both. Yeah, yeah. What but, yeah. it? Oh, like, what if, what if you get sick later? Mm-hmm. You know, right off your mind? The, uh, looking at photos, um, you know earlier this spring all these photos that I hadn't seen in like 25 years and I'm like yo dude I haven't printed off photos and I don't even know how long like think about how many photos you got on your phone and like yeah dude print your photos off if there's something special yeah print them put it in the house make sure you got it I think there's two photos of my mom and I ever and I seen one of them like two weeks ago for the first time there's one of us like near a grill and then that and then one of us like before when she was getting super sick like that's it and like that's how much it means to me. It's because I don't have any. Yeah. So it's like my lifestyle, candid photos. Like that's real life. That's real life. Mm -hmm. I don't know what people think about my riding pictures, but when it comes to moments we're never getting again, mm -hmm. let, let old Posty give it a try. Let's see if I can help ignite your heart because uh, I got black sludge pouring through my my arteries but behind it's nothing but pure fire and it loves lighting that that oil on fire man thanks for this jordan I, no, uh, thanks for you thank you yeah i think we both needed this well, i cried bro I did too. my bad thanks for listening to this episode of the midweek podcast presented by yoshimira um yeah jordan thanks this was real it's only been the midweek